today he had this, and it makes sense. When I say it makes sense, it agrees with heaven. It doesn't make earthly sense. You look at miracles, signs, and wonders in the Bible, and we're going to look at Joseph and Mary and Jesus, and it's not because it's a Christmas story. God didn't put it in here once a year so we could celebrate Christmas. He put it in here so the Word becomes flesh, and the Word became flesh. And there's promises in our lives that he wants it to become flesh means manifest. He just didn't say it so they would write it in the scripture and we'd still be talking about it. One day the Savior's going to come. Unbelievers that don't believe still say that. The Jewish people that still don't believe in the Messiah, but we believe in the word of God. Amen. So I'll just read some scriptures and then we'll get into it. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit deposited something in Mary, and now she carries something. We carry something by the Holy Spirit. We carry a lot of things by the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, he was a just man. He wasn't a wicked man. He didn't do the following because he was wicked, and not wanting to make her a public example was minded to put her away. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was, is, wants to move across the earth, not just in this church around the earth, and he wants to bring those things back out that we have put away. Yes. Now, when he says he put them away, he was putting Jesus away, and we have put Jesus away in some areas. There's entire denominations that put gifts away, or they put prophecy away, they put apostles, but we put things away. But I got good news for you. It's still in the house. It may be buried, but he can dig it up. It's in the locked treasure, but he wants to bring it out. And he wants to bring it back out, what we've put away, and then so we can receive it again. So it's not just taking it back as we take it violently. We also can take it back when he gives you something, you take it back. He, he wants to dig back up what we buried. So the Bible says Joseph put her away. But then the angel says, Joseph, do not be afraid, for what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So it was in his, his mind to put her away. And our mind can put things away that it doesn't make sense. Too much time. I'm, 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 I'm too old. I'm, I'm getting ready for retirement. Let me just say, there's no retirement in the kingdom. You may leave your job, but you don't leave the kingdom. And as Christians, it's seasons. And the seasons can be short. Amen? And what we feed ourselves in this season determine what we'll birth in the next season. And it can be, when I say the next season, it can be the next minute. There's four seasons into a year, but spiritual things, and so we put things away. And I just felt like the aggression of the Holy Spirit, not anger, but like he wants to bring things back that we have put away. And today was one of those days where it's like, okay, I want to highlight again signs, wonders, miracles, because the church as a whole has put it away. It's not just for an event. It's not just for an evangelist. It's so the mom can go in her kid's room, pray hands on her at 3 in the morning, doesn't need to call the pastor. The Holy Spirit is in there, and she's bringing back what was put away. I don't care who gets up with what degree, says the gifts have ceased. They have not ceased. They draw attention to him. They don't draw attention to people. See, in the past, we draw attention. Oh, you're so gifted. You're so anointed. We need to walk away saying, God, you're so good. It's not so-and-so prayed for you. It's God healed you. They're vessels, there's channels, like, you know, if you, if you turn on a faucet, if you look under the sink, that's not where the water, you can turn the valve off. Water doesn't come from a faucet, it comes through a faucet. Anything you're blessed by today or touched by today is from him. We're just vessels, amen? So, and then he says, don't be afraid. So if the first thing was his mind. He put it away mentally because it didn't make sense. It never happened before. See, Pastor Allen talked about not being normal, right? He says, it, he goes, revival doesn't happen in normal services. Well, Back then, they would 
prearranged marriages, you know, and a man and a woman would marry and have a baby. That's normal. Never before has God deposited someone in a woman to bring forth birth. Never before. God wants to do things that's never happened in your life before. And so that was Jesus. And so Joseph was putting it away, not realizing what he was putting away. And sometimes we put things away, not realizing what we put it away. But we understand we have an enemy. And the enemy can attack at any times, but he focuses on two times, when things are in seed form and when we get complacent. And I want to talk about seed form because Herod went and slaughtered all the boys under a certain age because he didn't know which one. Listen, Satan wants to kill every dream in here because he does not know which one is going to make a difference on, on his kingdom. Because look at what Satan has seen. Not your grandpa, not your grandma, not your mom, Satan. He has seen for thousands of years. He's seen a shepherd boy become a king where the lineage of Jesus Christ has come through. He's seen an orphan girl come front and save an entire race of people. He's seen God take one man, one woman, Chaldean, and make it a whole new race, Israel, that still stands today. He's seen it all. He's seen a man in a prison one day, and the next day he's right next to Pharaoh to save his people. He's seen it all. He was there. He's seen Jesus die on a cross. He's seen Jesus buried, and then he was raised again and saw his keys come again. So he wants to kill just like Herod did. I don't know which one's the king, so I'm going to kill them all. And he wants to kill every dream in your life because he doesn't know which one. Yeah, oh, so there's going to be 10 millionaires. I want to kill all their dreams because I don't know which one's actually going to bless the church. I don't care about the nine that are going to go away. I don't want the one to affect the kingdom of God. Because, friends, it comes down to two kingdoms, not three, not four, two. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. So he wants, like Herod, I don't know which one is Jesus, so I'm going to kill them all. So he wants to kill every dream in your life because he doesn't know which one is going to spring up and destroy and wreck. Because what did Jesus say? I came to destroy the works of the enemy, right? So in his mind, he goes, this isn't normal. This isn't natural. She's pregnant. That's fine. Amen? Because this is about... Oh, yeah, taking things back. For taking things back, we need to know what he brings forth. And he says, you shall call his name Jesus. Specific. Say specific. We're not talking about general promises or general faith. It was specific. He is Jesus. He's the Savior of the world. God wants to bring those things back that are very specific. Books, sermons, churches, businesses. Some of you are going to go into politics. See, it's not just about 2% stand in the pulpit. It's to equip the saints to the work of the ministry. Real ministry starts when you walk out that door. Real ministry starts when you're an ambassador. You're in a missionary where you go to work. People come in my office at work and go, I just want to be somewhere positive. Let me tell you why it's positive. Because God is positive. And he has a plan for my, and I start just sharing. Hey, you come in my office. Of all the places in, uh, of where I work, you came in my office, so let me share with you why do you think there's a difference in here. So it was specific. You shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from the sins. You're going to move in signs and wonders. Why? So people can be healed. You know, I watched this uh, conference. It was a great conference. Great men and women of God. And they, this, why did Jesus, what's the number one reason why Jesus healed? And they asked everybody. One says to display, display his power. And these are healing evangelists and apostles. And one said because so God shows that he could do it and all this stuff. And then when they finished, it just rose up on my spirit. No, the number one reason Jesus healed is because he actually cared about people. He actually cares about people. So whether there's one or one million, he still cares. If you're the only one, we've heard it. If you're the only one, he would have died for you. Well, if you're the only one that would need healing, he'd heal you. It was because Jesus actually cares about people. And he wants love and power to flow with the gifts, not just the gifts. So he wants love to actually care for people when you pray for them. Know, know that that condition, and, and G, so we can, we can emphasize, not so we can just hear, be a pity party, so you can move with compassion. Jesus moved with compassion. Amen? So he says, do not fear. So fear is another reason why we don't want to bring it out, because I, I don't do that. See, your past has, everything has a voice. Your past has a voice, how you were raised has a voice, your generation has a voice, your denomination has a voice, your last pastor has a voice, and you have a voice. 
Mama has a voice. Next pastor, the, the guy you just watched, I can watch three, three pastors, and they all have different voices. All different voices. But what voice is the top? What voice weighs over all? Because it's not just about the promise. Here's, yes, God appeared to Mary as an angel. Then he spoke to Joseph in a dream. And then, so Jesus is born. So now it's in seed form. And we just don't go, oh, it's from God. He says, move, because they're trying to kill it. What do you mean? There's not even room in the inn. We think because it's a promise of God, it's going to be so easy. There's, what do you mean there's not room in the inn? Do you know who this is? This is, his, this is God's son. No, I need, you need to move. This is God's son. So there's Mary in the manger, and they make it all nice with lights and smells, and, you know, they have the apple, you know, the apple cinnamon thing. It smells like poop. It smells like poop. Let's just be honest. Animals, noises, and Jesus was laid in a feeding trough because there was no room for him where it was normal. Friends, when there's no room for your gift, no room for your voice, what do you do? Is it dead? No one recognizes it. No one sees it. I don't have any money in the ca- I go to ch- I go to Chase Bank. Hey, I have a prophetic word. I have a lot of money. It's, it's in there. No, no, you don't have no money. Oh, I, I guess that's a false word. See, when there's no room, what do you do? You put it right there where it is, and you start there. And then the angel says, now you need to move. Pastor Allen, in the beginning of the year, he says, this is a year of faith. That wasn't just his words. That was God's words. But a year of faith means a year of signs, wonders, miracles, a year of difference, a year of financial breakthrough, a year of loving people more, a year of caring people more, a year of reaching out more. It's not just faith. At the end of the year, it's not, we have increased faith. No, God says, I will have increased action because there's increased faith. Because of your faith, this happened. The centurion says, no, Jesus, you don't even need to go in my house. Send the word. Everybody else says, Jesus, touch. Jesus, come. He says, send the word because I'm under authority just like you. And I see when you speak. See, that's power. And he goes, that's authority. So that's action. That's change. When we come out of here, we're like, oh, you know, our, our, our minds can be so draining. Just, I see the young couple here today, and they're, they're awesome. He gave a, a, the word during, a, during the worship. You know, they came in, it was two weeks ago, and I saw them. And I got the word house, and I knew it was a physical house. But as I'm sitting there, now this is 20 minutes in worship. In 20 minutes in worship, I reason in my mind. That's a common word. A lot of people want a house. I want a house. You want a house? You want a house? Yeah. So I spiritualized it. But spiritualizing it isn't spiritualizing when you don't give the word. It's diluting it. And so when we take out our dreams, we can't dilute the words. Okay, God, I'm going to take it back, but I'm going to dilute what was. I'm not going to go to as many nations. I'm not going to touch as many kids. I'm not going to make as much money. I'm not going to preach as many sermons. I'm not going to write as many books. I'm going to dilute it so it's more reasonable for me. Pastor Allen says it can't be normal. So after, after the service, I went to him. I said, does that make sense to you? They go, yeah, because I, I go, I just see the word house over you. I don't know if it's a physical house, spiritual house. Well, God says it's a physical house. And it's okay to give a word that says, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure do you... You know, you, you can give a word and say, I'm not really sure. But I heard it, and then I talked myself out of it. That's 20 minutes in worship. What is three years sitting at home, not in the word? 20 minutes in worship, I diluted the word. Because I didn't stick with the original Jesus. I put away the spiritual, and because the, the, the natural man does not receive the things of God because they must be spiritually discerned. So they said, yes, we're believing for a house. We're actually in a small house. We don't know if we should build a house or buy a house, but we need a house. That was, that was encouraging to us. How much better would it have been to say, I see a house over you, a physical house. God wants to bless you with a house. Does that make sense to you? Not, it's a spiritual house. It could be a house. It could be this kind of house. Let me, let me take the word and dilute it. 
God wants to bless your business, and you're going to make some money, Kirk, you know, some money. You're going to help a couple of neighborhood kids. No, the word is you're going to be one of the biggest givers in this church. See, we can't dilute the word. If we're going to take it back, we need to take originally what he gave us, not a diluted word, not a diluted promise. Jesus was Savior of the word. It was specific. You shall call his name Jesus. He shall save the sins. You know, the t- it, tomorrow, this morning in the pre, pre-service prayer, I was thinking about uh, the ambulances coming, the, the word, you know, the word of the Lord with ambulances. Pastor Easy preached. I see ambulances, people pulling up. And then I thought about how we're going to affect dialysis centers. I believe we're, some people are going to go actually in dialysis centers, pray for people, and get people out of the dialysis machines. I believe that. And let me just say something. Everything that's promised over your life God, is not necessarily a prophetic word. Some, some months back, God says, I want you to write a children's book. So I started writing a children's book. I, read a, I wrote a little bit more this, this week. I know that some, throws some of you like children's book. My kids are not reading your book. It's a great book, and I started reading. It's out of my wheelhouse, John, because well, I could have diluted it. I could have made it make sense, but I go, no, this God, this one from you, so I'm going to start it. I started typing a little more. I got a word this week from, from a person that I don't even know, and they say, you're going to write children books. You're actually going to write series of books. And I thought, man, I can write those series of books. It can make money to help kids that live in dumps and help kids that have no education because education is a key around the world because kids, there's a lot of poor kids that, that have to pay for education. They don't get education, and it's a cycle. They, I saw the story of this mom. She was crying. She goes, I have to make a dollar a day. My kid has to work a dollar a day because we have to eat, and they can't pay to school. Christians need to come in, have Christian schools where people will send their kids to Christian schools because they're free. We need to change that. Christians are the ones that should lead foster care and should be fostering kids that are out. Christians need to lead that. God has you know, if God, what would, what do you desire on the earth? He goes, I desire so much more. It's almost like I saw a picture and I saw colors and I saw all these things and I saw heaven's dreams and it was so much different than the earth looked because the problem is not in heaven. The problem is us. We have put things away. We put Jesus away. We put dreams away. We put our past and, and forward is our past. Mom, what do you say? Dad, what do you say? Doctor, what do you say? Bank account, what do you say? And we've elevated above him. But Jesus was the word made flesh and specific things, and God has specific promises for us. This church is going to flow in signs and wonders and miracles as some other churches. It doesn't matter what the last church did or this other church. This isn't our last building. There's there's buildings. See, we need to agree with heaven, but it's not just, yes, I agree with heaven. It's when we walk out here. In 20 minutes, I diluted the word. We need to be careful because in Matthew 2, it says, now when they had departed, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, now they have Jesus, right? They have to move. They had to move. See, we need to move from a place of doubt and unbelief to a place of faith. You still have it. He's still the word made flesh. It's still a promise, but it's in seed form. If we want that seed form to grow up, we need to move. This is the year of faith, amen? Faith moves. Faith acts. Faith speaks. Faith, faith lays hands. Faith cares. Faith loves. Faith sits at his feet and listens. And it says, The angel said, flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word. And so we move to a place of faith, and we sit there and let him bring us word. We need him to bring us word, not just a word, some word, any word, last week's word, sometime word. We need to bring him word. And when we feed on word, that baby begins to grow. See, what you, you have to feed the child. When a mom carries a baby, they give her instructions. Don't smoke, don't drink, don't do this. But we get complacent. I've heard that. I've read that. I saw that. I did that. I took a mission trip. I saw those things. Not realizing in seed form and complacency is some of the biggest attacks. 
David fell when he was complacent. Samson fell when he was complacent. Peter fell when he didn't think anything could happen to him. Oh, that's for this generation. It never happened to me. Friends, when we get complacent, Satan can come along and take away. Oh, we just, we just put away. He can, it doesn't matter if he stole it or we put it away. It's no longer here. So God wants to bring every treasure, every promise, everything he's ever spoken to you, old and new, because there's new things he has not spoken to you that he's bringing in a new way. So I never got the word. I, I didn't look at all my prophecies and go, no one's ever prophesied children's book. I serve great men of God. No, John, I'm telling you children's book. And I can bring people along to confirm. Every prophetic word confirms. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So here's Mary with the baby. Now she has to travel miles and miles on a camel. Not easy. But this is a promise from God. It should already happen. It should already come to pass. It should be easy. I shouldn't have so much resistance. I shouldn't have to keep reading these books and feeling myself. Recently I read this book. It was two, two great ministers in healing. They were interviewing each other. And during the interview, it was so many times they could have stopped. I didn't see anything, but I kept going. We wouldn't even know their names if they stopped. We need to keep going, and we need to keep going and bring out what he has given us, what we have put away, because Joseph didn't know when he was putting Mary away, he was putting Jesus away. He didn't know when he was putting Mary away, he was putting the promise away. Mary carried Jesus, and she carried the promise, so that little word that you put away, you don't realize what it contains, and Satan comes to destroy everything, so he just, he was going to put it away, but thank God the angel says, no, 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 don't put this one away, because this one is the Savior of the world. God has specific things for you. He doesn't say things just to encourage you for a day or for a week. He does it so he can change your life, so you, the veil of heaven can be opened, so the word can become flesh. Lord, I thank you for everything thing you've spoken over us corporately individually God you said today take it back God things that we have put away God we want to take out we want to uncover we want to release we want to take the cover off Kirk God has many things to say to you that he has not said not in a series not in a book not for Lord I thank you for every word that you're bringing to Kirk that's going to bless his family that's going to change his life God I thank you for things that he, he's going to bring deep revelation Kirk because he says you valued what I've given you so far as a man hears he goes I'm going to give you great more and it's not going to you're not going to be able to quote anybody you're going to say God showed me this God shared with me this and it's going to release people even outside the church 20 minutes and went from a physical house to it could be a spiritual house. Maybe. And a week later, who knows what it would have been. Probably wouldn't have given it. So we take the word, we value the word, according to your word, be it unto me. And it was normal. Men and women have sex and she gets pregnant, right? Yeah, I just said it. Yeah, pregnant, that's normal. Church should be experts in every, every subject. There's a lot of things we don't talk about. We should be experts in every subject. We have the knowledge of God. We should be experts in, in the bedroom. I'll stop there. Marriage, kids. We should be experts. But we run to sources that are not necessarily him. But when he says, stay there and I'll give you the word, then you feed the word. Well, so-and-so said, what did God say? And nobody I ever traveled with never talked about a children's book to me. One man said, in your latter days, you'll, you'll write a book that'll change the entire world, the book of John. But he never said a children's book. God, he never said a children's book. But you're saying a children's book, so I'm going to start what you said. And I started writing what he said. I just didn't think about it, talk about it, look at it. I didn't ask your opinions on it. I shared with some people, and they go, ooh, that's heavy. That's a heavy subject. Because it's about talking to your kids about abuse. 
because I got tired of hearing about abuse. You know why I got tired of hearing about people getting physically abused, sexually abused? Because God's sick of it. So he has a remedy. And it's not just this book. He has a remedy, a balm of Gilead for every problem on this earth. The problem is us. Barbara Streisand's mom, Barbara Streisand, even if you don't like her, she says, my mom had a way better voice than me. Way better. But she was afraid to sing. So fear puts it in the box. Our minds put it in the box. And Joseph in his mind, you know how it broke his heart? You know what just broke his heart? Oh, she, who is it? How could it be? How could this? Probably broke his heart. He's going to put it away secretly. The Bible says he's going to do it secretly. And we do that with our dreams. We do it secretly. We do it quietly. No one knows we put the hope away. No one knows we just put that on the shelf. Joseph was a just man. So we go to church. We raise our hands. We shout. We cheer. But the Holy Spirit's sweeping the world, looking for those things that people have put away to bring forth again. So Holy Spirit, I thank you. Father, I thank you that you love your children. You love your sons and daughters. And you're moving on the world, God, because you're not just an, an American. You see the world. And I thank you this is a nation's church. I thank you that you are moving on your children and you're bringing forth those things that we have put away through ignorance, through our mind, through fear. I thank you you're bringing again signs, wonders, miracles. You're bringing again hope. You're bringing out forth businesses. You're bringing out marriages. People said, I'll never be married. I'll never do this. I'll never go there. I'll never say that. I'm the least. Many times God would come and they'd say, I'm the least. I'm not just the least in my, my tribe. I'm the least in my family. And he, there was, David said he was the least. But so did Saul. Saul said he was the least, and David said he said the least. They started the same. Friends, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. David fell along the way, but he finished good. He's in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And not God never brought that up again with Bathsheba. Writers did, but when God was talking to the first person, he goes, not like my servant David. Not like my servant David. Peter, when after, you, after you fall, strengthen your brothers. I already see you in the future. No, you're going to fall. And I pray that your faith may not fail. Wait, his faith failed. No, no, not in God's. Because if you don't stop there, it's not failure. He says, I pray that your faith may not fail. God heard Jesus' prayer. I'm praying for you, Peter, that your faith may not fail. So when he denied him, God says, that's not a failure. Because watch the day of Pentecost. Who got up to preach? Jesus. Peter did. Denied him three times, 3,000 salvations. For every denial, there was over 1,000 salvations. And that was to show the grace. So his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. So when we say signs, wonders, and miracles, God already has specific things, Pastor Allen, that those, it's not a general thing. It's not a general thing. So Lord, I thank you. I just feel like I'm supposed to pay for the finances of this church. Lord, I thank you for the finances of this church, God. Not just because we're giving tithes, but I thank you for more than enough. I thank you for blessing your people, God. I thank you for creative ways, creative businesses. You're the creator of the universe, God. I thank you for taking out inheritances. You know, I used to build machines with my dads, and I kind of put that away. Lord, I thank you for everything that we've kind of put on the shelf, put away. Not for us, not for our season, not for my time, not for my generation. We're not too old. We're not too young. We don't have the wrong education, God. I thank you for bringing back everything that we have put away, knowing and unknowing. If you're here and you said, you know what, I believe that I've put some things away. It doesn't matter if it, the devil stole it or you put it away or you agree with it. I just want you to stand. And here's the deal. I'm already standing. This is not a the message. This is a we message. This is a we message. This is for all of us. That has, that has ears to hear and wants to receive. God, I thank you. You just pray in the spirit in your, in your own 
language. Lord, I thank you for every person here. It is your son. It is your daughter. But every person standing is purpose, is destiny. Every person standing is calls and anointings. Every person standing, God, just like Jesus. Every person standing is specific things, specific blessings, God. Ronde a Sunday, na 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 Sunday, e Sunday, kora Sunday, God. Lord, I thank you for stirring up the wells, things that have been we we plugged over, and He went back and 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 redug the wells of Abraham's wells and he dug new wells. Lord, I thank you for old wells and I thank you for new wells flowing together. Two rivers. God, two rivers to be a mighty river and everywhere the river went there was life. I thank you, God. I thank you. Yes, there will be churches out of here that won't necessarily be the epicenter because in Spanish you can't call them that. In India you can't call them. It's a different language. God, I thank you for the pastors to come out of here, the apostles, the prophets. God, we still believe your word. We're going back to your word. Stay here until we eat the word. Lord, I thank you for every gift, every person, every call, every promise, every child. Mary and Joseph were stewards, and they stewarded the promise, and it was bigger than they thought, but they couldn't control it. Where were you? Didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? The promise isn't for you. It's not so you can just put your name on a book or put your name on a sermon or put your name on a check. The promise isn't just for you. He says, didn't you know I'd be about my father's business? Lord, I thank you we're moving into the father's business. Not just what we want, what they said, what this conference did, what this church in Orlando did. God, I bless the every, I bless Jesus' image, passion, hill song. God, but we want you. We want the fullness of you. I thank you for Pensacola. I thank you for Welsh and I thank you for the Argentina God but I thank you Lord the revival here in this place is not from those things God we, we impart those but I thank you God it's like we've never seen never before was God inside a woman being born if you want to see something that he's never done before we look back we glean we eat we grow but we don't model after and Joseph was going to put her away Lord I thank you for stepping in and saving today things that we have put away and just like the angel spoke to joseph god i thank you lord for the holy spirit speaking to us today to bring forth those things that we put away and to release and speak and agree with lord and i thank you there's specific things you shall call his name jesus and he shall be savior of the world it just doesn't say a blessing it just doesn't say a ministry Lord, I thank you there's specific things. Even if we don't know what they are, we can take that first step and walk in it. So we take that seed, God, and we move from the year of faith, God. We take that seed, those promises, and we move to faith, God. Not just faith so we can say we have more faith, because faith is shown by its children. There's proof of faith is its children, God. So I thank you that the children will say, yes, there is more faith. In Jesus' name.